Welcome everyone to Two Rivers, Two Takes. I'm Daryl. I'm Philip, And we are going to dive into a brand new TV series. New year, new series. New year, new series. And many more to come this year, I feel. Um, there's a lot of geek stuff being pumped out, so there's plenty for us to cover. But right now, we are starting the Book of Boba Fett. Yes. And there are a lot of questions on your mind, I feel. Yes. There was even a recap, which I was like, great, I'll figure out who Boba Fett is. And we needed to pause, like, two minutes in, because I still had so many questions, and go through, like, who is Boba Fett mini-documentary thing. Yeah, so Disney produced a sort of, like, behind-the-mask sort of thing for Boba Fett that was, like, 22 minutes long to give a rundown on sort of the... is more the creative, like... We created this character. It was supposed to be one of 100 super powerful stormtroopers. Then we didn't have the money to do that. So George Lucas was like, paint it up, and it's a bounty hunter. Um, Yeah, and apparently he has been a thing since the beginning, since before he was on Empire Strikes Back, yeah. He he was in a parade, and people were like, oh, he looks so cool. I want to know more. Yeah. He had like six minutes of screen time four lines yeah so still somehow able to capture people's imagination yeah the way i equate him he's in that special 90s category when we grew up and um there were certain things that i feel that properties latched onto like it really got the momentum going for certain things um this would be like for some reason there wasn't a natural fascination with the tasmanian devil from looney tunes like All of a sudden, Taz was on sweatshirts and everything like that. Wolverine for the X-Men. Like, Wolverine everywhere all the time sort of thing. For Star Wars, it was Boba Fett. And it was because he is so mysterious, I think that fans could really build out their own narrative for him. And he even showed up in some of the expanded universe novels and things in the 90s like there's a really fun book that i read multiple times growing up which was tales from Jabba's palace so it's basically taking all these characters and it's short stories from different authors about them and there was one about boba being digested by the sarlacc and finally fighting his way out which is what i learned was the big worm thing that ate him yes. which is where the, this episode sort of begins Yeah, so um, we open up on Jabba's palace and we see the empty throne and then there's this nice airy bedroom. I mean, good airflow. Some wafting curtains. It seems real comfortable. Laying in a Bacta tank and then we get a flashback of some points in his life where he's sad little Boba picking up his dad's head. Which took me like a whole other ten minutes to figure out like... Who he was Fett. the dad, he was the kid. The kid is now the dude from the first set of Star Wars movies, that, and now he's in The Mandalorian. But when is The Mandalorian even happening? Yes, so we there hammered out some of those details. Um, we see Boba in the stomach of the Sarlacc, and he sees a stormtrooper, and he steals his oxygen, which is fun, um, because you need to breathe. And... The whole premise, like, you're supposed to be digested slowly over a thousand years, and the Sarlacc will keep you alive so it can keep feeding off of you. Sort Was of the Stormtrooper dead? Or, like, 
Maybe. Before I mean, he got eaten in the slow digestion? Maybe, maybe not. He doesn't seem to be moving a whole lot. He doesn't seem to mind that his oxygen has just been co-opted. Um, by... Yeah, and maybe he's so far gone he doesn't care. Oh. Um, and uh, Boba blasts his way out of the stomach. With the flamethrower? Which yeah. at least he's cauterizing the wound as he leaves. Is the Sarlacc still alive, though? Well, this wasn't included in Return of the Jedi. I mean, the mouth was actively moving when there was something nearby it. Oh. So. Oh, so maybe it perished of its wounds. And then you get the emergence... He's covered in goo. Goo and sand. Covered in sand. Like, sand is all up in that armor. That has to be real itchy. But don't worry, he's not going to be itching for long because Jawas show up and steal it and brutally knock him out. They take everything. They do. Except his onesie underwear. Yes. And this is how the armor came to be in the Sandcrawler. So when we saw it show up in Season 2 of The Mandalorian... When you saw it show up in Season well, yes. 2 of The Mandalorian. Then we saw, we now we know why that armor was hanging there. Because they pilfered it from a living person that they didn't choose to help. No. He's in his long underwear, as you said, which... I'm glad he was wearing something under that armor so it didn't chafe. True. And he gets picked up by... Tusken Raiders. Some other folks. And your question of, uh, why is he so scarred? Yeah, he is real crusty looking. Like, is it because he's in that armor for so many years or something? His skin is sort of atrophied? Mm. Or did the skin equivalent of atrophying? But it's like red and crusty, and then in the sunlight he glistens slightly like a Twilight vampire. Like he's just. There's a lot going on. Yeah, he needs some lotion. Um, I mean, admittedly, later on in the episode, he does look a lot better coming out of that back to tank, so that medical fluid is really working some magic. I mean, that's the lotion that (laughs) apparently he still needs. Yes. And he's taken as a slave and dragged behind a bantha. Yeah, and shortly after I said, oh, he needs a sled so he can just glide across that sand, then he tips over and he, as you say, he was his own sled. He was. And he was taken along to the camp and tied to a post. With a suction cup dude and guarded by a pseudo-alligator lizard thing. So the suction cup dude is a Rodian, much like Greedo from the first Star Wars movie ever. Yes. Yes blank stare yeah it the han shot first thing yes so uh we don't know why he was captured but we know that he's an arc and when boba tries to make his escape by using said alligator dog creature to cut his binds yeah he conks it out pets it and then cuts his binds and then this pink rodian sounds the alarm so Bobo goes running off, as you do. Yes. And the dog makes a miraculous appearance, or dog lizard thing, with the sharp teeth, makes a miraculous recovery, and goes chasing after him. Yes. And a few Tusken Raiders run after him, and there's like this one-on-one 
Tuscans are like, oh, you can probably take this guy. Go for it. And then he gets knocked out again. And I have a question. How many concussions does Boba Fett have at this point? I mean, I'm assuming he went into the Sarlacc tum-tum with at least one. Yeah. And then he got knocked out by the people who took his armor. Then he got knocked out again by the Tusken Raiders. He got hit repeatedly in the head. He gets beat the fuck out of by a gang of kids. Youths. Youths are causing trouble on Tatooine. With a shower head? Like, it's this weird piece of pipe, like... It's not even a plasma manifold. It's like... It's known as a gaffy stick. Some backup coolant pipe. It's a gaffy stick, but a shower head. Well, they don't have a use for shower heads on Tatooine because there's no water. So they have to use them for something, and apparently it's weapons. Yes. Um, So... uh, Many concussions. Yeah. He goes back to the post. He goes back to being tied up. Suction cup dude is also still there. Yeah. The dog is still there, apparently. Everyone is still there. Acting as if it never happened. Yeah. Which makes me wonder, like, what was the point of that fight scene? Um, to show him getting another concussion. Oh, okay. He's going to have some post-concussion symptoms. I mean, that's why he needs the lotion tank. Yeah, yeah true. Back to maybe heals brain bruises, too. Oh. We're sort of alternating our storytelling devices in this episode, where we're doing flashbacks and then it's current day. And yes. after he gets knocked out, then we see him get out of the back to tank where he's been reminiscing over bad times. He's been having the dreams, he says. And Fennec Shand, our queen, Ming Na Wen, yes. is there to wake up her boss and say, people are going to pay tribute to you. Which sounds a lot more exciting than it actually ends up being. And this took a whole, also a lot of explaining, that... Pizza the Hut is, yes, he's a much tastier version. (laughs) Yes. Who somehow eats himself. Like, sometimes pepperoni falls in his mouth or some cheese. And I mean, that's how Pizza the Hut died. Yeah. So, Jabba, big slug, was killed. Leia, also a queen. Right. Who's awesome. Um, R.I.P. Leia. Yes, General Leia. um, Kills him. Yes. His number one takes charge of this, like, criminal enterprise that apparently we know about, but for the casual observer, I did not. Bib Fortuna somehow survived that giant sail barge exploding. And And then ate a lot of food, which, good for him, like, he probably has some trauma. So, girl, you survived. I mean, to the victor go the spoils, or? Yeah. 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 So, the number one took over, and then... In The Mandalorian, it's revealed that Boba Fett goes back, shoots the number one, and is now in control of the criminal yeah, empire. Yeah, that was basically... Hence the tribute. Yes, that was the, the end of the last season of Mandalorian, I think. Yes? Because then it's like the book of Boba Fett soon. Ah. So it was him... To answer all these questions of where did he come from. Yes, yeah, shooting Bib Fortuna and sitting on the throne. So that's where we're basically opening up with this current interlude, where he's receiving some coins from a nice walrus man. Yes. And and a very distinct lack of coins from the mayor. Yeah, the mayor doesn't even show up. No, Rude. he sends an envoy. Yeah, his like, majordomo. Yes. So I guess Twi'leks are just in the majordomo business. There's this joke that... Alien species in Star Wars are basically all one profession, 
So apparently all the Twi'leks are either major domos. They must have two professions. They're major domos or they are leg strippers, which we'll get to. Um, yes. Um, or very good looking, obviously, too. Like the green one. Yes. Um, and there was one other tribute, wasn't there? I feel it didn't matter much. No, it was something small and inconsequential. Yeah, we have 88 acting as the introducer, 88, the torture droid. Yeah, why would you torture a droid? Can't you just download the information that they have? Yeah. Like, my only context for such a thing is Star Trek, when Data gets captured by the Borg, and instead of, like, trying to download information from him or assimilating him, which would not have worked the queen goes straight to the I will give you what you have always wanted tack and for droids like torching them doesn't there's, it doesn't make sense to me there's a very traumatic scene in thing. Return of the Jedi where AT8 is torturing an astromech droid like R2-D2 and it gets tipped upside down and it's like hot pokers going down on the feet and it's like no 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 and steam comes off of the feet. That's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, so ATA, I this is a very questionable choice of Boba Fett for retaining this droid in any official capacity. And he doesn't seem very practical of a droid. A, because he doesn't do the translation things, because yeah. Boba made a comment of they need a protocol droid, yeah. like Mr. Shiny R2-D2, no. C-3PO. That one. Yeah. And his arms appear to be connected with rubber bands. Like, he doesn't seem... He kind of has Muppet arms. Yeah. Like, when Kermit gets very excited and... and flails. Rah! Yes. The arms move in a similar fashion. So I have questions about the job qualifications. And apparently the mayor thinks that Boba Fett should give him tribute. Yeah, that was a turn. Yeah. And... The Fennec no- Shan is yes. like, oh, uh, absolutely not. Him? Like, yeah. this is what we do, right? And Boba Fett's like, no. So he also gives a gift of words back. It's a, a, a city. It's one of the major cities on Tatooine. Oh. So in the original Star oh. Wars, they were at Mos Eisley. Where they talk about, like... Job of the Hutt would be carried in on a litter. Why aren't you doing that? You should embrace the local customs. And Boba Fett's like, I can walk on my own two feet. Mm-hmm. I respect that. <laughs> As you said, it's a blue elephant. <laughs> it is Max Rebo. Max Rebo survived, and he is still twinkling those ivories. In a sort of an upscale establishment, like it when doesn't. Did he survive. He was on the sail barge when oh. it blew up. Oh. He was having a good time flopping around, Unlike like the he, Titanic. Those musicians did not go down with the ship. He was well. I mean, he went down probably in a hard way. Like he probably got thrown when it exploded. Oh no! Um, but he's back to play music. As, yeah. And some of the other cantina aliens with the oboes yes yes so we're is this a jizz whaler we're not sure i'm sorry what (laughs) that that's a word that's a term it's a term in the star wars universe
What you do when after her underlings take the helmets to clean them. Oh, you know what the tribute was that we forgot about oh, a minute ago? What? Was the two oh, the Gamorrean, space pigs. The, the Gamorrean guards, yes. yes. Two Gamorreans in harnesses. Space pigs that aren't... Um, they have dad bods. They, they have some dad bod going on. Yes. And they were supposed to be tortured and... He's like, will you just be nice to me? Will you be loyal to me instead if I don't torture you? And they were like, absolutely yes. Yeah. So she makes a snide comment about her, those space pigs needing to be hosed down and fed. And they're like, oh, we won't be here that long. And they do their business. And she's like, oh, oh, you are the new job of the hut. So I didn't see your litter. <laughs> that was a nice line. <laughs> and a nice callback to Some Boba just has more. More shiny ones. Okay. She got the tarnished ones. Yeah, um, we need to look him up on IMDb. Can he be a guest on this podcast? Shirtless. Um, and then they're walking down the street with their helmets full of coin, and some desert ninjas come out. Desert ninjas, yes. I don't even know what this gang would be called, but desert ninjas is appropriate. They do some very hardcore parkour, and they have these big shields, and they have these, like, blue electric stunner they sort of hop out of nowhere over uh, roofs down well walls it reminds and... me of mama mia when they're ambushing the bachelorette party yeah. and they have the masks on and they just hop slow motion out of buildings yes but the, like if you're going for an assassination attempt they maybe less uh, flamboyant they announce themselves like i'm gonna land dramatically three feet behind you instead of like just landing on his head do you think this fight scene would have been improved with the use of Everything is improved with the use of Ulevu. But also some logic would have been nice. Okay. So they're repeatedly getting hit by these blue stunner sticks. Yes. Vibroblades. Sure. And <laughs> these orange shields are preventing any other sort of offense. Yeah. But for some reason, maybe the space pigs were getting hosed down, but they were late to the party. And so when they show up, they are outside the circle of shields so they can disrupt the desert ninjas and there's an ensuing fight scene where suddenly like these blue stunner sticks that are clearly uncomfortable but not incapacitating um, and they go down for the count yeah and one gets like fried by one of the shields like yeah. he gets tossed up on it and he's like Whoa! And then, like, falls to the ground. And Fennec wasn't impacted that much yeah. when she tried to jump over them. Oh, I mean, it's big no one, so... I mean, yes. So, there's a lot of, like, double standards happening with this weaponry. Which I suppose is all sci-fi fantasy. Yeah. So, And yeah. It, so, eventually... There, it's like a clear, decisive battle. Three of them run off. Boba shoots one of them off the side of a building. Yeah, he just the dude's running away, and instead of shooting, this is what gets me. When a character is like, "I need one of them alive," which is what Boba Fett says after he, this dude explodes on the side of a building, 
He's like, go forth and get one, but be sure to not kill them and leave them alive for me. And he, like, the minute before he said that, he kills one of them. I'm like, dude, just blow up the wall underneath the dude so it crumbles and you can just pick him out of the stones. And he would still be alive. True. they wouldn't have to show off as much hardcore parkour. Fennec Shand runs after them, and it is a lot of hardcore parkour. It is swinging around buildings on pipes. On these, like... have a jetpack? I don't think so. Does she have little rockets on Oh, her maybe feet? it's on feet. Yeah. I don't There's, know. But she, she shows like, up quick. Yeah. Like, two buildings over. She somehow got there first and hops up and they're like, ah! And she get after a slight scuffle, she gets one of those stunner sticks. Vibroblades. And points to her, does some mental math. She only needs one of them alive. So what does she do? She just kicks one of them off the building. Yeah. Bye! (laughs) Is the sound that is made. Yes. It is a Wilhelm Scream adjacent sound effect. Yes. So we get to Boba Fett being put back inside the tank. Yeah, and it... He's not looking great. No, because when Fennec runs off, he turns to his uh, friends in harnesses and says... of this episode is that the transitions are very classic Star Wars. Mm. It's very George Lucas where they use the swipes and things like that. It's uh, a good... Like a hard line going across the screen. Yes, or it blossoms from the middle and moves out. Mm. Um, The wipes are classic Star Wars cinematography, which is a nice callback because this character originated in the original Star Wars films. So they're utilizing those techniques still, which is really cool to see. Do those exist in The Mandalorian? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, And that's the end of our current Boba stuff. I mean, if you asked me at what point this is happening, I would still be very confused. But sometime after Return of the Jedi. Yes. Concurrently with The Mandalorian. Correct. But now we're back to right after Return of the Jedi. Because when he goes into the lotion tank, he seems to have the memory recall, like, as soon as he goes in. So once he's back in there, then we go back to where the flashback had left off. And it was really cool. I don't know if you noticed when... after getting the bejesus kicked out of him he 
is dragged off by this youth. This youth has charge of two slaves. I mean, he spared the youth during his first escape attempt. Like, the Rodian sounded the alarm, this little thing came over, and instead of, like, smashing his head in, mm. Boba Fett runs away. Yes. And leaves the youth to wonder why. But then the youth is back, bright shiny day, binary system, so there's two suns beating down on this desert. And they start digging without any... Or no, they go to a farm before they start digging. And they see uh, the this gang of thugs on swoop bikes get a bunch of water, probably murder the moisture farmer. It's unclear, but it doesn't look good, and Boba looks away, so I think that guy just got brained. And... He at least kicked, and like their cistern fountain thing in their front was... Yeah, functioning and spewing. And it makes me wonder, did this little Tuscan slave master not go there because he didn't want to be caught there in case the Tatooine police showed up? Is there even Tatooine police? The water was spouting out of the ground. It's an easy source. Why didn't you just make Boba and the Rodian go up and fill up some containers from the house? They had to have had some Tupperware. In that house. Or something. Empty out the blue milk containers. Because the first set of raiders who assaulted the farmer and stole the stuff rode off on these very Klingon disruptor bikes. Yes. Like, there's a triangle, there's some spokes, and then there's the seat. Yeah, there's just no handle. Yeah. So those are swoop bikes. They're raced on Tatooine. Oh. Yeah. It's a whole thing in the expanded universe. And besides the pod racing, is there, like... There's swoop bike racing. racing or a swoop bike. Sort of. And uh, the gangs on Tatooine have swoop bikes. And uh, there's a lot of uh, build-up in the expanded universe, which is now called Legends. Because when Disney got Star Wars, they took the entire expanded universe from the early 90s up until like 2012. And they're like, it's not canon anymore. Like, it doesn't even matter. It's apocryphal? It is... This is just a legend. Uh, so they restarted their whole literary universe at that point with a clean slate. So oh, and bold the, to the, be like this is all apocrypha that doesn't count. Like and the bold thing is that they are now republishing those books under the legends banner and saying, "Oh, here's this novel that was written in like 2010. It's apocrypha. It, it's a legend. It doesn't really matter. But please give us money for this reprint." Disney's all about them coins. It, it is. So, in this flashback, they are they then go to dig up these pods that have water in them. Which is another point of contention I have. Like, they just stop at a random... There's no indication on the sand that this is where these little squashes containing water will be. They just stop. Like, not even the lizard dog thing is, like... Sniffing. Not, it's not like a truffle pig. Right. There's no truffle pig traits in this dog lizard. So they'd stop randomly, and he's like, dig. So, suction cup finger dude finds several. Very excited, but then hands them over. Yeah, he's a stooge, is what he is. He's like, look what I found for you. Dude, you're you're just going back to the camp to be tied to a post in the sun again. Right, and he looks vaguely reptilian, so like, could work for him, could be very uncomfortable, we don't know. Yeah. So they dig... And his fingers are very rubbery. All Rodians have, like, the... 
sort of fingers. Yes, they're like those sticky hands on a stick, and you would like fling them at your siblings. Yeah, from, yeah, or used to like grab the piece of paper from like five feet away. Yeah. So somehow they work for digging in the sand better than Boba Fett's hands. Boba Fett gets one, tries to eat it, and the the youth is like, "No, that's not for you. I'm going to empty this out, and my dog lizard will drink the water instead." As the dog lizard like spills half of it. Rude. So there's a big monster in the sand. Yeah. What uh, do you think of this big monster? Um, Goro, because there are eight legs. He has arms. a lot of abs. Yeah, the very long torso. Yeah. So it, it can stand on the back two legs and have four arms, or it can move quickly with the back two pairs mm. and have one set of arms. Yeah. So like, very useful. I don't know how that's not the top species on the planet. Mm-hmm. Well, but it was there... just taking a nap in the sand. Yeah. And Suction Cups dug it up, and it was pissed. Yes, it Suction did, Cups the Rodian. It did. <laughs> this thing did not like its nap being interrupted by the sand blanket disappearing. Mm. So there is some scuffling that happens. Suction Cups sort of He gets, gets pounded it. into the sand, like, slammed and buried. Like, there's a, a choke slam, and then he just gets, like, his face buried. He, he did. We don't, we don't see that that character again yeah but who knows maybe in 30 years there will be a tv show about suction cups oh probably the book of suction suction cup hands (laughs) so suction cups and our anti-hero here are chained together they have ankle shackles so which have like spikes on them too yeah it's slightly which seems impractical for walking they're gonna dig in well there's nothing for them to catch on it's all sand Mm -hmm. And so, but no, they don't, there's no cooperation. It's like that Mario Party game that we had to like, one set of skis for two, our two characters, and then we failed epically at it. So... More concussions for the anti-hero. Boba. Yeah. Like, he gets lifted up by a leg and then punched in the torso. Yeah. Like, how how do you keep going after that? And then he pulls a Princess Leia. He oh. he climbs up on that and chokes it. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like a full garroting, but like the eyes just get a bit bulgy and the whole thing comes crashing down while this Goro-type monster was about to smash the youth. Who, like, points to the youth, like, stabbed in the foot. Prior to the garroting, that was the only wound inflicted. Mm. So, like, at least it did something practical. Yeah. And uh, the last scene is really uh, the small slave master child. This youth. Bringing back the head. So probably bragging that he killed it. It seemed to be. There was much padding of the back. Yeah, but there's this one Tuscan raider who's like, I see through this bullshit. Here, take a drink of my water, but I'm just going to walk away from you. Yeah. So, it sort of sets up... From from my perspective, where I know basically nothing about what's happening, and have many questions, and like, why would they do that? It seems like Boba Fett is, has now joined this group of raiders, will have a power base to then grow... And eventually be that mysterious cloaked figure that the Mandalorian encounters. Yeah, when he does encounter him, he does have a gaffy stick. He has the shower head on a stick as one of his hand weapons. Oh. 
So uh, somehow he got one of those. We know that. And the robe seemed to fit. Yeah. Um, the robe fits. I'm really fearful for this season to be all how Bobo got his groove back because I I want to see what Boba Fett is doing in current time and not this long arduous journey. Like what we, is current time? Current time would be concurrent with the Mandalorian, like okay. five years after Return of the Jedi or so. And we know now that he escaped. Obviously, I I want to see maybe like flashbacks in the next episode and then just be done with the backstory and just give us the crime lord situation yes like the what machinations is why is this person going to torture these space pigs why is the mayor like where's my tribute yeah no job of the hud this could be like star wars west wing i would feel i would be more into it if it was that it might be or yes I like the political machinations. So, and we know that from my perspective, the best part of the prequels was the politics. Like, who doesn't love the Senate scenes? I actually made, since in the Senate they were little pods that floated up and down. Oh yeah. When I got episode one figures, I actually made a, a Senate pod oh. out of foam and cardboard and painted it. Oh, that's because cute. I loved the Senate scenes. <laughs> so sign me up for politics. So, my overarching question that I still don't quite understand, even having watched that mini-documentary, why do people like Boba Fett? Because he was that outsider, and he's morally gray. So he's not, like, the pristine good guy, but he's also not, like, the Nazi Imperials. But he was working with the Nazi Imperials. Well, he, yeah. And was working all against our heroes. And if this is the little kid from the ocean planet with those tall aliens yes. who did all the cloning. Yes. Camino. Yes. Like, from a young age, he seems to have some rather baked-in feelings towards Jedis and people who are, are aligned with that cause. Like, it seems more than just profit mm. is what would make him a bad person. So I'm struggling with why I care about a bad person. Okay. It, so what uh, is, is it assuming for viewers that well, the viewers are already on board with him? Like they have yes. found what's redeemable? Is mm. there anything redeemable or is it just like a badass with a cool set of armor? That. And the when so when Boba Fett got really popular, you only had three movies. And yes. and at the end of those three movies, there was a conclusion for most of those characters. The bad guys died. Yeah. And Death Star the, blew up. There's Death, a party. Yes, Ewoks. Yep, no, they were yubnubbing everywhere. That's a party I would like to go to. Yes. In a forest. And the good guys won. Um, me being a total nerd in the 90s, read a lot of the Star Wars novels that were coming out. The now apocryphal novels. I know. It's... It hurts. Um, like, all those hours spent <laughs> reading Star Wars novels in middle school. Just gone. Um, so the appeal of a character like Boba Fett is that there were a lot of holes to fill in. Like, you sort of knew, even in those novels that came afterwards, you knew what the deal was with Leia and Han and Luke. They were doing their best to get the new government up and running and stuff like that. What I really loved, I loved the bounty hunters growing up. 
all those six that you see in Empire Strikes Back that they reference in that documentary. Mm. You have Dengar with his bandages. You have Bosk, who's a Trandoshan. That's the middle one who gave tribute, a Trandoshan. Oh. So they're lizard people. And oh, it, yeah, they look like a Soleil from Star Trek. They're like, very similar to 1990 Star Trek Next Generation. There is IG-88, who was like a murder droid, and... You didn't have anything to go off of for these characters. Boba Fett has the most screen time of the bounty hunters. The rest Six of minutes. them, the rest of them had that one scene. That's all you saw. And yet, because George Lucas was a genius, he retained all the merchandising rights for the movies. Oh, and as we saw in that documentary, there is a ton of Star Wars merch. Yeah, that that one dude has like a room full of BB-8. <laughs> At which point you gagged, gagged. a little. Yeah. Like, I'm working my way up to having some sort of... I have way more figurines than I ever thought that I would. You're welcome. <laughs> of X-Men, a few wrestlers, and... I think that... Yeah. And, oh, Namor's the only non-X-Man. Although and, he and was Shang-Chi. for a little bit. Oh, and Shang-Chi. But these people... Like, there was a whole room... Like, the actor who was the original Boba Fett, like... Yeah, his Jeremy widow Bullock. had room upon room of just like cases of memorabilia i'm like who cleans that who does that like i don't even like taking all the figures down to to dust dust. a mantle (laughs) like my goodness yeah boba fett i mean it's hard to describe to people who weren't around in the 90s there wasn't the internet there wasn't anything like that so as a fandom when you would play out star wars on the playground which i definitely did like you wanted these characters where you could be creative and think of okay like we don't know anything about this character so we're going to make it our own and um i I don't know how that applies to the tasmanian devil because all he did was speak gibberish and whirl around which real tasmanian devils definitely don't do which was a disappointment learning that after they go around in in circles they don't have a tornado around them okay but what does oh also, Tweety Bird was really big in the 90s. Oh, that's I, true. I don't understand. I won a Tweety Bird at the State Fair at the, oh. in the Midway. See? So there were characters that they really exploited for the merchandising. It was a cyclical thing. Fans were like, I want to learn more. Companies were like, here are like 18,000 things about them. That you can buy. That you can buy. So it was a cycle that really built up characters. And Boba Fett is a prime example of that. Maybe why I'm so resistant and confused by it is that whenever things like that would happen, and they would be like, you should love this, you should buy this, my first instinct is, no, go away. So, like, that instant, I mean, contrary is a word that you have used to describe me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but where I th- that must be the ship that I missed. Yeah. And now everyone's all about it, and I'm like... Why do we care about Boba Fett? So there has to. So I'm what I'm curious if the show will just assume that there is this goodwill and this investment in the character, or if they'll do something to make the character redeemable. I think like they he will. didn't smash the youth when he had the opportunity. Yeah. So like, there's a glimmer of kindness, maybe. I think they'll build on that, and the hook was that people wanted to see this character again. They've yeah. they've already hooked us with Mandalorian. And then this episode. So I think they're going to go down with what makes him 
a character worth caring about. Mm. After all these years, when he was in a Sarlacc's stomach, and we thought he was dead, like... So until... we're going to get the answer. Why is this character worth it? Maybe. I hope so. Okay. I hope so, too. Yeah. It is really cool that they brought back the actor for Jango Fett to be Boba Fett, because he's a clone, so of course he looks the same. Yes. Yeah, of the three major actors, there's the youth in the yeah. Ewan McGregor era movies. Yes. And then the dad, and then this is the actor who was the dad. Yes. Playing his own clone. Yes. But the unadulterated clone, which still somehow has much better shooting accuracy than the clones with all the improvements or whatever. Yeah. They did not think about that when they're genetically engineering those. No. All right. So uh, who do you think is your... Uh, oh, we don't even have a term. Because for Wheel of Time, it was the Woolhead of the Week. Yeah, that is an insult that got bandied around a lot in that series. So it sort of lended itself well to the out-of-character, yeah. like, Ugh, what are they doing? Yeah. Who And Star Wars, how about Nerf Herder? Uh, I'm sorry, what? The Nerf Herder. You can herd uh, Nerf guns. Sort of. Um, Leia calls Han a scruffy-looking Nerf herder. Oh. Who is your Nerf herder of the episode? It's got to be Boba Fett for being like, I'm going to blow this person up. Oh, wait, I need one of them alive. But there wasn't any, without the realization dawning in between, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to blow you up. Oh, no, that was a mistake. Oh, wait, I need one alive. It was just like, bleh. I need one. Like, why would you waste the mm. one that was right in front of you? I'm going to choose the Rodian. Suction cups? Suction cups. Suction cups the Rodian. A little rubbery. Which I'm fingers. sure he has, like, a name by now and a full backstory. Like, this episode has been out a few days. I am sure there's already fanfic about suction cups and where he comes from and how he got to be there and how he probably survived being body slammed into three feet of sand. The aesthetic yeah. was nice. I like, I like the the eyes. Yeah. Was a, like somehow they are cute, probably because they're big and wide and very circular. And like the color palette was, it worked better than like the neon green one from the seventies, mm. little green man, but a bounty hunter or something that who shot first? Yes, Greedo was, was blue. Oh, but the hot pink, hot pink works. Yes. Which is also bizarre then, because why did the... He's that, an autumn. That lizard person who was offering tribute look so bad. Yeah. Yeah, the transition did not look great. No. All right. Well, um, I hope that everyone follows us along on Instagram at Two Rivers Two Takes. Yeah, leave your thoughts. Like, if we represent two very different ends of the Star Wars spectrum, where do you land? Yeah, what were your thoughts on this? Really interested to know. Uh, with the first episode of the season and the series, just like Wheel of Time, we don't really know where this is going, which is fun, but also uh, you just want more. I don't even know how many episodes are in the season. I should probably look on Wikipedia. Oh, well, it'll be a surprise. Yeah. They... I can't remember a show recently that has, like, a bottle episode. We talk about it a lot mm -hmm. with Star Trek of, like... These super short seasons where it's all about one major arc and we don't get a whole lot of, like, side hmm. quests or episodes about other people yeah. who are relevant to the show. It's all about the main one person all the time. So I wonder if this will be similar with, like, a shorter season, very action-packed, 
without necessarily a whole lot of development, which Fennec deserves some. Yeah. I imagine she was just sort of dropped into the Mandalorian and now is attached to Boba Fett. I think she was just, honestly, she was so popular, I feel, that they thought... Also from the novels? No. Oh. No. She is just there from the Mandalorian. Oh. Well, good for her for being popular. Yeah. Absolutely. So... Uh, we will see you all next week when we chat about episode two. Yeah. See you later. Take care. Bye.